0: 2561729 and now another post game wrap up show for your favorite TV show it's afterbuzz tv spartacus after show
1: Woo! yeah we have an official intro now whoa, whoa. i am liking that <laughs> welcome everybody to spartacus episode 6 Season two, even though we technically think it's kind of like three, it's the prequel. That's right. um, That we don't consider number two. But now we are on Spartacus' chosen path. That's right. the name of this episode. And you are brought to uh, with us here with Sean Overman hosting today. Sean, give a big ups. Welcome, welcome. Woo,
2: thank you guys <laughs> for having me.
1: Woo-hoo. And you're spiciest person in the entire world, as uh, Ronnie Jr. would call me, spicy money in the building. And we are bringing you Spartacus Vengeance. ha ha! So we had a lot of juice this episode. Not as much fighting, but more relationships, drama. This was more of a drama episode.
3: Yeah, this one had a lot of insane drama going on. A lot of tension building. A lot of people died. I was surprised. A lot of important people are dying this time.
1: Yeah, pretty much. And I was looking at the chat room for IMDb. And one of the questions was, why are you killing off my favorite characters? And I feel like that's a question that, that they get every single season. Because... No one's untouchable in Spartacus. That's one of the things that makes it so great. Don't They're, get don't get attached. <laughs> yeah, that's
3: very true. Very true. In in this universe, in the Spartacus universe, you you can never feel that attachment. You have to, but you know we do. Like I obviously I still like Asher. You know he's a punk. I still love to hate him. You know I, I and I love I love Ganicus too. He's really cool. He's that he's that pretty boy champion of the arena.
1: Ganicus is a little bit uh, removed for me emotionally. So yes. it's hard for me to to fall in love with him the way that we do Spartacus because he is that warrior, that gladiator, that man's man, but he doesn't give you anything. He doesn't give you that much heart except for his intimate moments with Omnimaeus that we'll get into. Um, but what about the um, opening with Crixus and Nivea?
3: Crixus and Nivea, yeah. He, Crixus is somebody who gives you a lot of heart.
1: I feel like Crixus has grown. He, they, he was kind of hardcore beginning when we first saw him and when we were introduced to him for the first season, but now I feel like they've made him... they given him heart but you mm-hmm. know why that is because
3: he's reunited with navia love yes and that's something that i noticed it's a big theme now there this whole episode this it was just so much love going on right everybody was talking
1: about it. <laughs> that- yeah, that we get we get that that awe because it definitely is. I mean, as as hardcore and bloody as this show is, it still has heart and it still has that emotional component where we love the relationships and they still show us characters falling in love. And so Crixus and Nivea are a, a couple that we've been rooting for. You know, she gets captured, he he rescues her like a man's man, and now she's not able to be intimate with him because of the things that she's gone through.
3: Yeah, she seems like she's got post-traumatic stress syndrome that we know we've talked about that before and she's just she is remembering all the times that she's been handed off from dominus to dominus and she's been raped and she's been treated badly abused and she can't let Crixus touch her there's that scene where they're making out they're about to get down and dirty and uh, he's you know they're down to their 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 birthday suits and she just (laughs) can't do it she can't have him do what he wants to do.
1: Yeah, which which in any relationship, if you take that away from your man, you know it's going to cause problems. But one thing that I love is that although she was not able to be intimate with him because she's going through the post-traumatic stress disorder, she still is apologetic to him, but he is still warm and loving and kind to her. He tells her, I don't care. That's not why I rescued you. I would rather you live and stand here before me than we'll deal with that other issue later. That's right. And I feel like that's, isn't that amazing?
3: It was good, but he, he was from, you know, from a male's perspective, I'm sure he was very frustrated because I would feel that way too. And additionally, you could tell when she went up to him and she said some things to him when everybody was doing their tasks in the yard. Right. And he was mad. Like he, she told him not to like mess with Agron, right? Right. She was kind of
1: getting bossy there. Yeah.
3: She was getting bossy and he's like, well, you know, I, I just saved you, you know, like I'm sure that's what's going <laughs> through his mind. And he's just like hacking away at that timber. So that that was pretty interesting.
1: Well, I love that she. I, I love that she is starting to realize that she cannot just uh, live in this. I was a slave, and um, you know, I, I I need to take responsibility for my life and for these hands and contribute back to the gladiators in the army. And so now, instead of her uh, allowing time to draw on, she doesn't get that much. Uh, I guess not some sympathy, but I guess like mourning time or what would you call it? Um, recovery? recovery? recovery, I guess. Yeah, recovery. But they're not really giving her that, which a lot of women who suffer through what she's going through would need. But instead she's becoming her own master and she's trying to get trained by him. I love that she finally addressed that with him.
3: Yeah, and that was good. And she, Mira has brought that up before where she was like, you know, I don't want to be like uh, Navia being led to her death, you know? So, uh, Navia is not being passive anymore. Finally, you know, the last several episodes, we've felt like she's just been kind of sitting there being. I've like,
1: hated her gut. She's been playing the victim
3: <laughs> the whole time. I, I have. I,
1: I, I sympathize with what she's going through because it is an extreme situation. But at the same time, you guys are warriors and she has been playing the victim when. Everybody is the victim on this show. Nobody is susceptible to harm's way. There's no excuse. Right, exactly. So I'm so, so, so happy that the writers have made her step up and they're going to give her time and an opportunity to learn how to fight. I'm really interested in seeing how that goes and if she's able to pick up on it. Because, I mean, come on now, you're going to have the champion train you?
3: That's right. Because Chris was a champion, too. The undefeated Gaul.
1: Exactly. So what, who else better to train you than him? So I just love the fact that they're going to allow us to to see that. That's going to be pretty yeah. interesting. We're going to start to see her so. get buff. Watch.
3: Oh, yeah. I think so, too. So we also got uh, Chadra, that, that character. The, we finally got her name, the blonde slave Chadra, And we finally got her name, and she's dead now.
1: <laughs> well, I haven't been that crazy about her character anyway. She was a new character this season that was introduced to us. And I didn't know or quite understand what her contribution was other than, okay, you're laying with men in order to get protection. Once again, another helpless woman on the show. Yeah. And I think they're really trying to create this disparity between Katrina Law, who you know plays Mira, who is this... Strong. I'm stand by my man. I'm gonna fight till death's end. And then the weak women. They're really showing us the difference between the two. And it's getting on my nerves that when women when they're not being a part of the, the gladiators and fighting. And so I kind of love that uh, Katrina checked her, well, not Katrina Law, but Mira, Myriad, <laughs> sorry, yeah. uh-huh. her character um, checked her and, and told her that she needs to get with the program.
3: That's right. And she, you know, she took that advice but obviously she took it in a wrong way. And you know, everything we're saying right now is probably going to be a spoiler alert for you people at home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she she takes that like, oh yeah, I want to choose my own path.
1: Is that so what she said? I want to choose my own she path. She didn't
3: say it, but I'm sure that's what, you know, that's what the whole you know episode was about. She wanted to choose her own path and not completely Always lay with men all the time and like have those men near her for protection. So she that's why she stole the coins and she stole the map because she wanted to get out of there and do something on her own, make her, her own like life outside of the gladiators and the But Rome. once
1: again she's har- she's she's using people still once again in order to do that. So it's not really independence if you have to hurt and step on people in order to become independent.
3: Isn't that what everybody on this show does though? There's so many people who always manipulate each other, at least more on the Roman side.
1: Spartacus is the only one who has not been manipulative.
3: That's right. He's the only one who's been really caring and trying to be a good leader, and you know, he he wants everybody to do everything that's just and right.
1: Oh, uh, you know what? So he probably is like uh, the Jesus or the God, maybe oh. of the show, you know? Because if because he has done no wrong. If you think about every single character, at some point, somebody has turned on someone, or lied, or been deceitful uh, behind their back, and he's the only person who's been upfront and honest the entire the entire you know show. Yeah,
3: that's a good point. I so, never really thought about that. So, he probably that. is like
1: the glue. He's the one who gels it all together, but at the same time he is good. He, he is the goodness inspired. He's the
3: ultimate protagonist right now. Everybody is looking up to him like you're talking about and uh, he's he is like almost the perfect person pretty much. He he hasn't done anything really bad that we can think of.
1: So, this Chadra character who we killed off? Yeah. I don't think we're going to mention miss her so much. I don't think but so. But did you me. realize like how amazing the aim was of Mira? When she shot the bow and arrow mm-hmm. through her heart, but it went also through a necklace that Shadra was wearing. That was wearing. pretty
3: amazing. Do you think she... You know, she said she meant to, you know, to wound. That's about it. Do you think she She just said that to everybody else and she actually wanted to kill her because no. she was getting sick of her?
1: Oh, oh, that's a good point. But I don't think that she meant to kill her. I think that that Mira was authentic when she said that. And she... Honestly, if you saw her bow and arrow skills prior, you would see she was missing the tree. She wasn't very good, so she probably didn't realize how good she was. But in the heat of the moment, that's when her true skill came out.
3: Yeah, you're right. That's right. They totally demonstrated that with the whole missing, the tree missing, the mark thing when she was being trained by Lucius. And, wow, so she just must have been – she tried to miss. Adrenaline was
1: pumping. Oh,
3: man. And then she was just like dead on and right through the neck. And we're going to
1: talk more about Katrina Law a little bit later. But what – since we're on the topic right now, I have to mention the fact that she – Now has a bow and arrow that she's going to start fighting with and using as her weapon of choice because all the men, all the gladiators have weapons. So now we're going to see Katrina with this bow and arrow much more often. And she also knows how to use a bow and arrow in real life. Her father taught her when she was young. Oh, that's so cool. So she's a badass at home, too. So don't mess with her because she knows how to use a bow and arrow on and off camera.
3: Wow. So you, I wonder if the writers like wrote that in the mirrors part yeah, or if, if, they had it, if they had it planned beforehand or if they just wrote it in right now. They probably wrote it in, which is a good I thing. I think they
1: wrote it in. They were like, OK, what skills do you guys have? It's probably on her resume. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you have like an actor's resume and at the bottom it says your skills, that's probably one of her skills. So it would make sense for them to write that in, because what's the chances of you knowing how to use a bow and arrow and your character does, too? Like that's pretty, re- pretty rare. Pretty
3: remote right. unless yeah, <laughs> they took a glance at your resume.
1: Exactly, cuz most of most of the actors on the show have been trained anyways. I'm sure Spartacus didn't start off knowing how to use two swords when he was fighting. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm pretty sure that, that was something that they wrote in cuz that just happened to be a gift right there.
3: So, a lot of juicy stuff happening between Globber and Alithia. We see Globber scarred. Like, he's been untouchable, too, pretty much. Like, aside from maybe being hit by Spartacus in the very first episode, you know, of the, of season one, now he's got this big gash on his cheek from that spear going right by his face.
1: Right, you pointed that out when we were watching, because I wasn't even paying attention to that. When I saw that on his face, we were trying to figure it out. It was the arrow or the spear when Spartacus yeah. shot. But, um... One thing that I love about Glaber is they're making him, like, the antagonist officially now. He is
3: purely—he's we almost asking, evil now. we were
1: asking for more of him, and it's almost as if the writers granted our wishes, is it not? Yeah. Because we were saying, we we don't really know him that well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know that he's the one who— who separated Spartacus from his wife and put her um, away? And is she, he's the reason that Spartacus has this vengeance. Yes, but we don't know much about his background and his personality and character. And we're starting to see that more and more every episode. Uh, he's evil. Yeah.
3: yeah, and now we see he is really evil. And he's just as he—he's not just this uptight militaristic guy. He is actually—he wants to be. But a that's dictator. what we thought
1: he was, though, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, we thought he was just uptight and he was just trying to, you know, have his place, you know, rise legitimately. But now he sees that he can't do that, you know. That's That's why he, last episode, he killed Albinius. He dropped that thing on him, squished his
1: brains out. (laughs) And that was the first time we saw actually like, oh my, we saw what he was capable of.
3: Yeah, we saw that evil in his face. And I actually had this, um, I got a tweet from this guy, MG Universe, I think his name is. And he tweeted me, and he was involving you in some of the tweets too, I think.
1: Oh, I think, I saw those, yeah. And
3: he had a pretty funny tweet with, we had a picture in his tweet. And it was, he he said, this is Globber's face that he made when he dropped it. It was hilarious. It was like, dude, that is evil right there and let's say
1: thank you to him because he always is tuning in and watching us and then after he watches each episode he goes back and he like tweets at us about the things that we said and so i we appreciate any twitter followers that we have that come or people who tune in live to afterbuzzTV.com, right
3: yeah absolutely i got someone who hit me up on my blog too uh when we actually posted our last episode on my blog and uh, she said she's i think her name was annette from Wyoming and she Hello, said Annette. Hi Annette. And she was correcting us because we were like saying some of the names wrong. Right. So thank you Annette for doing that. If that is your name, I, I'm not sure if I remember that <laughs> Once correctly. Once
1: again, you're going to get another, <laughs> another message from her. Like yeah. my name is not Annette. It's Anetta or something. I'm going to get corrected. Yeah,
3: I know she's from Wyoming though. That's pretty unique. But we
1: appreciate the, yeah. the, the fan involvement because the, those people are just as passionate about Spartacus as are we. And it's very hard for us to learn the gladiator language. So we struggle sometimes, but if there are any of you out there that are better than us and that can help us with this, um, please do feel free to make sure that you call us. The number here is 424-256-1729 and converse with us. Let us know what you think about the show, what you felt about the past episode, and what's going on in the drama right now. Yeah, and you
3: guys can tweet at us too at TV on Twitter. Right. And uh, you can also tweet at Spicy SpicyMari. What's your at sign again?
1: Mine is at Spicy underscore Mari, M-A-R-I. By C underscore MRI,
3: and mine is at the Sean Overman. So yeah, tweet at us guys. Let us know. And if we respond we're doing...
1: to any Spartacus fans. We always respond. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So exactly. you'll
1: definitely hear back from us. But um, so so sh- okay, so who are we just talking about right so now? So we were just talking. About we jump glob- all over the place Globber. on Spartacus. <laughs> yeah.
3: We're, oh my god, there's so much stuff going so on. So much
1: juice. Okay, so, who are we talking about?
3: So we got all right. We were talking about Globber, and we talked about how he's scarred now. And okay, you know, the scar. It's Let's almost like scar. that scar is almost like signaling him dropping down into being a real, pure, evil antagonist. Oh, now. you're that's, right, you're that's right. That's what it feels like the to scar. me. It's like It's that, symbolic. Yeah, it's like, it's really symbolic. It's a metaphor for him, like, dropping down to their level, you know?
1: Well, he addresses uh, Alithia at the beginning of the episode. We see that he's finally kind of confronting her after mm-hmm. the loss of her father, and I feel like before, she was kind of walking on him, and now he's standing up to her, making oh, yeah. her bow down. So, once again, the power roles have, have changed. It's reversed.
3: And she has no other men around her except for her husband now, except for Globber. And now he is totally taking charge. And he's he's excluding her from everybody else. She has no father, obviously, because he's dead. And he even mentioned, like, you're glad that you weren't sent to the afterlife with him. Because because of the child, I want that child right, exactly.
1: So <laughs> and, that's the only thing that's keeping her from death right now and him killing her.
3: That's right. And Verinius, he's gone, you know, he he saw what happened, you know, everything, and he he just got scared, poopless. I don't want to say the other way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit about virinus in our uh, news and gossip and why he's probably uh, not on this episode or we won't be seeing him anymore, but you got to stay tuned for that.
4: <laughs>
3: so, in with Globber, now we see Asher approaching saying, like, hey. Uh, all the you know of course your men fell look they're all taking to the wind because one gladiator is worth 3 of your roman soldiers
1: and we see asher fight his ass off yeah. and i'm going to say i am i hate asher's guts like always but in that moment i was proud of his being a gladiator and fighting and killing those Romans because he really proved himself in that moment.
3: Absolutely. And he even said at the end of the fight, and I was the weakest of the brotherhood. Right. And so, and he amazing. proved he
1: proved that, look, you need me. He's always having to prove that the reason that he can't die is because he's needed in one way or another. But what I do have a problem with is Asher turning on Lucretia.
3: Oh, yeah. And that's where it leads to him... Uh, raping her and that was a pretty interesting scene. That was a hard scene, scene for me
1: because yeah. because as as much as we see these orgies and all of this stuff going on, it's one thing when we actually see it being taken against their will and that was something that I feel like they, they showed us in that moment and I felt like it's different if Lucretia was in a moment of power and she was taking it like she usually does. Yeah. She takes advantage of men quite often oh, yeah. but in this moment I felt very, very, very sad for her as evil as she is and deceptive In that moment, I felt... Horrific watching that scene.
3: Yeah, I think it was a rough scene, and that's why they actually cut it so short. Right, you know? and they, they probably didn't edited show, a lot out. And they didn't show any nudity in it, which is good too. Which you is know, rare for
1: Spartacus. It
3: is rare, and it, of course, with all the women in the whorehouses that we got on the show, right. and all the other gladiator women or slave women having sex, they're all nameless people that we don't get to know. We don't get to know exactly. these characters.
1: And I think Lu- that's why I was so bothered by it. Yeah,
3: and and Lucretia, she you know her being raped like this in such a fashion by someone who's pretty close to her. She's Asher. Her. Beneath her, and he's like he was her right hand for a right. while during this season. It's it is pretty gruesome to see that stuff,
1: and it but it was a power play on his move as well because that's one thing a woman can, it's very hard for a woman to fight off a man. So in that situation, the, the the he was trying to show her look the roles of power have been reversed, and now once again just, you will bow down to me. And so I feel like in this situation it was very rough to see, but you see. For the first time lucretia weak she yeah. was very it was she was very weak and it was she was very affected by this scene
3: that's right and i'm wondering if you know if she was like just playing possum kind of letting him do this to her huh. and then like later on she's gonna get him she might you know she's still she's still that's under- a
1: great point yeah. although i believed her in that moment i believed her pain i did too. i think that she was taken i think she was taken by surprise but what i agree with you on is that she is going to find her vengeance Yes, she will. On Spartacus' vengeance, she is going to get. She is going to get her revenge because one thing I think that was stupid on Asher's part is you don't mess with Lucretia. She no. is going to. She is <laughs> going to come for you she will. in one way or another, and you're trying to live. So it's better for you to build a allegiance and alliance with her than Glabber. because she will take out Glabber too. I think. I think yeah. he's like the moment he betrays Lucretia, he's out of there because what we've seen is that she's a survivor. That's one thing. She sure is. She's oh. been on this, the episode the longest. Not without <laughs>
3: not without Asher's help though.
1: This is very true. Because yep, he my sewed dear her Sean. he this sewed is her very up. True. Hmm. That's right. I have the thinking face on her. Right
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Asher now has favor with Globber because him showing that he could easily topple any Roman soldiers that are thrown at him. And also because he, you know, he he discovers that, you know, all these he brings out all these chess pieces for Glauber finally. He is appreciated, and Lucretia, you know, she doesn't appreciate Globber now, and that's why he took his vengeance is out Globber on her. Is
1: appreciated? Because I feel like he is still disposable. No one can ever really appreciate Globber. I feel like he's still. Oh, you mean, Asher. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. Asher. Uh-huh. Um, and no one can appreciate Asher because he still is. He's still beneath everyone. He he's, still he's still trying to earn his respect. Right.
3: He's a uh, effing Syrian.
1: Right. <laughs> but we do see Glaber uh, in a place of in a and finally a place of power cuz he was being stepped on left and right. So it's kind of like this episode was symbolic for Glaber and Asher. I feel like they made a transition into kind of power together on this episode. Yeah,
3: they're working together, which is pretty crazy and we see that at the end. Where Asher is, you know, has he has all of his men assembled that were, you know, that are going to be like his mercenaries in a way now. And Globber was surprisingly with him, all cloaked, you know. I with, thought that was crazy. He was face. putting
1: himself in harm's way by being there, by he being was. at that house.
3: Not only in harm's way, but he could get hurt physically. But also that if someone discovers that right. he's doing all these shady things, he's a praetor. He's in there in the Senate, and he could be, you know, thrown out. He could be crucified himself. All all his power would be
1: lost. Very true. I love how I love how they took us through the building of this new army, this gladiator army, because they were they were doing was they were going back, I think, and taking and collecting fallen gladiators because the Egyptian was a previous gladiator. For whatever reason, he was in that little cave hole. What would you call that? Well, it was like the, a well. The
3: pit. I don't know. It was like a
1: pit. Yeah. yeah. But but the army that he's assembling are previous gladiators, and we first see him go to that bar. It was a and he went to the whorehouse. Oh, that was a whorehouse? Yeah, that's like
3: the normal whorehouse, whorehouse I looks go like to. Every like a bar
1: to me. I can't tell. They're, <laughs> they're all the same. They're all
3: drinking there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, maybe because I saw drinking hand.
3: So yeah.
1: um, where he's collecting this army, but the army looks pretty badass. Like, I'm kind of scared for the first time for the gladiators. Because wh- whatever army he's assembling looks as if they are ruthless.
3: Yeah, they got some guys, like the first guy he recruited there at the whorehouse, he had those tattoos on his face, he had that big goatee going on, and at first it looked like he was getting his butt kicked, but then as soon as Asher came in and said, I want you, not this big guy yeah. over here, that whoever Tattoo Face is, whatever those <laughs> guy's name is, he stomped the hell out of that other Stomped dude. his
1: head to, he, to liquid. That's was like, right. Mush. Oh, man.
3: He was like, he turned his head into oatmeal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, it was pretty graphic and we got to see every single part of it.
3: Yes, we did. <laughs>
1: One thing that Spartacus never does is they never shade us on the graphic, um, the graphic scenes. We get to see it all.
3: Yeah, so um, additionally... Well, oh, who, go ahead. What,
1: uh, no, I was just going to say what other relationships have we not touched on because oh. it's so many.
3: <clears throat> okay, we got Agron again clashing with Sparty. Your mom's called him Sparty now. I've, I've seen on the back this of the cast crew. The, oh,
1: Sparty, Sparty. Yeah, that's seen, what they call him? I've that's seen cute. Sparty
3: on the back, yeah.
1: Agron and Spartacus are probably the least juiciest of the relationships to me and Spartacus right now.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I
1: still feel I still feel like they're skimping us on Spartacus because yeah. of um, Liam McIntyre being new and having um replaced the previous character. But I think that um his relationship with Agron, them going bumping heads back and forth, mm-hmm. I'm kind of over it. It's
3: kinda of like a cyclical thing. You yeah. know, it's just like it happens and then they like, kind of you know they kinda of get used to each other again and then they, they go back up and they bump heads again.
1: Yeah, but I mean I do I do appreciate them working Together and trying to, what are they, they looking for? Food and um, creating this map in order to find supplies? Yeah,
3: they wanted to go to Neapolis and go ahead and get more men, more slaves to be freed, and they wanted to get weapons and supplies over there. And, and Agron wanted to lead his men to go over there and do that while Spartacus is going to maintain his people over there and they're going to dig holes and they're going to train and they're going fi- you know, to find food in the forest and stuff that are surrounding them and I think they're still near Mount Mesu- uh, Vesuvius.
1: Okay, Mount Vesuvius, got yes. it. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to reintroduce the uh, Lucius character back Lucius. to us. I thought he was gone. I didn't know he was going to be permanent as he is, yeah. but he's, he's making an appearance again helping them.
3: Well, who knows? Maybe in the next few episodes he's going to be taken up. Oh, right. Ap- after he's taught everybody what he knows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be surprised with that. Um, And so so in, in this house, we see um, Spartacus and Agron, and they're having their relationship. But we also see, um, once again, Agron happy, happy about his true love. We get to see a kiss yep. in, in this episode with him and his boyfriend.
3: They greeted each other. And, you know, what's funny is uh, regarding this whole relationship, there are a lot of people there tweeting about the relationship being gay. Uh-huh. And uh, and Stephen DeKnight, the writer and the creator, he actually tweets back at the people. And he's like, I don't consider it gay. I just consider it love. Pretty interesting. The fact
1: that, I, I love that response. That's yeah. perfect. He He's like, you're not going to put a title on mm-hmm. this relationship. Love is love. And so, and I think Spartacus does a great job of showing any and every kind of relationship yeah,
4: that's
3: for in, sure.
1: in this show, and um, I think. And that- I
4: also think that love is love and lust is lust. That's all. Hey, he-
1: <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> no, no. one opinion. That, that was Ronnie Jr. back there, and he should know a lot about lust. And I'm just playing. <laughs> he lusts after spicy all the She's time. She's no,
3: I'm just playing. Thanks for your input, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> but- Who's lusting on this show? I don't. Is there anybody who's – oh, well, maybe uh, actually Alithia, she was lusting after Verinius. That's true. She just found him more attractive. I guess uh, Sepia, she's lusting after like every Sepia older man. Keeps
1: changing, Sepia keeps yeah. changing her mind about who she wants to have a relationship with.
3: <laughs> First she wants her brother. Then right. she wants Varinius. Then she wants her brother again. Now she wants Globber.
1: I'm, I'm, but one thing that is usually hard on sitcoms is or TV shows is when we see – the, the relationships uh, for intimacy changing. You know, they did that a lot on friends and stuff. You know, yeah. where they, everybody would date each other and it's every, there's nobody who hasn't dated one another. Kind of like on soap operas. But on Spartacus, one thing that they do is it's so natural because they make the storyline change with these relationships to where it makes sense. Because each relationship is a power play. Whenever anyone falls for anyone, it's always a power play. It's never just pure love, unless it's Crixus and Nivea. It's always usually <laughs> there's always usually something behind it for a, for a position of power.
3: Of course, because everybody is trying to manipulate each other. And there's what's good about this compared to like friends, for example. Is there's so
1: <laughs> many characters Nothing like friends. There's so <laughs>
3: many characters, man. You can't not have these characters moving around and you know doing things with it's each like other. It's like chess.
1: It's, it's like it it's is. like chess the, or checkers even i don't know what game would be more similar maybe even monopoly i don't know ah, <laughs> but ah, the, the, i mean every it's it's constantly moving it's constantly mm-hmm. changing and it's never it's never stagnant
3: yeah it's very dynamic which is something we love about this show
1: so in in this relationship with um with who you mentioned sepia and Mm glabber we see some flirtatious some like flirtatiousness going on do we not
3: we did and all he had to do was just come up there and i didn't even think this was gonna happen it's pretty insane she's standing there defying the two older women who are trying to manipulate her and then this older gentleman walks up who's a man who's taken and he just says one little thing that and i didn't even think it was flirtatious at all but you know after her reaction i was like wait a second She's taking it as that, and Globber meant for it to be flirtatious, too. And And I
1: didn't think that Globber meant to be flirtatious at first, but it was obvious that he did.
3: Mm -hmm. And it was so subtle that, you know, obviously, you know, like, we noticed it after the fact, but she took it as being like, oh, he wants me.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that she thinks that, I mean, she is adorable. She is actually very cute. cute. But I think that that comes with her naivety. And yeah. thinking that you know, it's, it's like it's like almost like a high school crush. But the yeah. only the only difference is that she's very aware of the age difference, and she addresses that with Lucretia and Alithia. and that she you're, you're not going to play all the time. me. Like she she pretty much confronted them, and I love the fact that Lucretia was smart enough to bow down and admit that they that they were trying to to play her.
3: Yeah, she said something. Uh, do you have a quote for that one?
1: Well, I was looking right now um, for where she tells. Uh, Alethea that she was lucky to have him or that no, she was blessed by the gods and then Lucretia had said something like uh, "It's something about it not being a blessing something about it being oh the gods give me what I deserve but right. I think that it was also meant to be kind of negative as well because she really doesn't love her husband it's almost as if it's kind of torturesome for her
3: yeah so um was yeah, punishment. Think, and that's what she yeah, think is. she's being punished that's by right. the god. Oh, that was the whole consoling thing when they were in the, right. the bath together. And that was a pretty interesting scene also. And they again, you know, their relationship, like we talked about these dynamic relationships always right. changing. And you know, this happens in real life too. Like people's relationships sometimes, you know, they, they're in favor with each other, they fall out of favor, you know, they hate each other, they want to kill each other. One's
1: on top, one's on bottom, and then it flips.
3: Yeah, it could be that too. One's <laughs> receiving, one's giving, whatever. Oh. <laughs> that's Spicy.
1: <laughs> we see a lot of that on Spartacus. <laughs> and uh, uh,
3: a, a little bit of a side thing here. You know, uh, aside from all that receiving, giving, somebody isn't really giving or receiving very much. It's Gannicus. And he's the guy that's just like this wanderer. It's like, and, and this is what I saw from, uh, I love, you know, I've seriously been looking at Twitter so much. It's it's not cool in some ways. No, I love but, it. I love it, Sean. But Stephen tonight uh, tweeted that Gannicus is kind of like Cain uh, from Kung Fu. The movie. Oh, I don't okay. know if you ever saw yeah. it. Oh, okay. So he's just like wandering out there. Right. You know, just like, just like wandering to right earth. And he is right now. Yeah. He's, defi-
1: he's definitely, like, on his solo, he's not really accepted by the gladiators, but he's also not accepted by society either. And that's a really tough position to be in when your brothers don't respect you. Well... It's not so much that they don't respect him. I think it's that they don't trust him. Let me say that.
3: Yeah, they, of course they don't trust him because even though he has the mark of Batiatis, he actually you know is a freed man, and, right? And he was freed by that you know um, the sword. What, that sword that he had that he it's lost symbolic, now, right? and it was but symbolic. But it has been found by such. Globber. Yes, and it has been found by Globber. And did, did they mention anything about? It? They just found it, but did they know it was Gannicus's? I don't really recall. They, that. I don't think
1: that they know that it's Gannicus. I don't even think they know what it means. But Gannicus <clears> had brought up that he has lost the only thing that represents freedom for him and so i think at some point we're going to see him reunite with this sword
3: yeah i think you're right so we have gannicus a man without aim versus spartacus a man with cause
1: right so oh i love that that's poetic sean
3: yes well thank you well it, it, <laughs> i can't take credit for it that was mostly the writers you know that's 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 that was actually close to a line of what spartacus said in this episode
1: right and we, and we see the the parallel between the two but i love the way the way that spartacus had to stand his ground when he thought that um Gannicus was going to steal the map and they have no choice and and spartacus nobody talks it out Every single person fights until your death, and I love that we were able to see Mira kind of break up the fight, though. Because I would have hated if they killed Genghis, and I know you would have been sad too.
3: I would have been sad.
1: Yeah, I, I like
3: that guy. He's he's a pretty cool character. He's I like how in it's funny. I don't want to say he's. I, well, I, I got to say this. I got to get it out of my mind. But in a way, he's like a pacifist because he doesn't want to go either way. But, you know, pacifism is more like, oh, I don't want to fight. You know, obviously, right. he's fighting. You know, that's the way he argues. But uh, it's just interesting how he doesn't want to take sides yet. But, does, but does, don't you oh, think that
1: he did kind of stand up in this situation with Omnimaeus?
3: He did. Because he was,
1: Omnimaeus woke up and he went and addressed him.
3: Yeah. And he was taking responsibility. Right. He wanted to repair his damaged relationship because he saw him as a brother.
1: And, unfortunately, Animaeus does not see him as a brother anymore. No, he
3: still doesn't. But he has to take it because he's lying there damaged. Right. <laughs> totally incapacitated.
1: Exactly. But even even like that, he still is standing up to Gannicus. Gannicus could have killed him right then and there. But he's Break like, yourself, nope. fool! Right. Break Ow. yourself! <laughs> 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 we need to get one of those in the uh, Spartacus accents. <laughs> the New Zealand accents.
3: Yeah, that would be better. So we, we have, uh, yeah, wrapping it up with the relationships we got a Ana- Navia. We talked about this a little bit, but Navia, you know, finally breaks her silence and she wants to learn how to fight and then the And that
1: was probably my favorite part. I think I screamed on that part because I was like, Fine a freaking Lee, thank you yeah. for her getting some balls."
3: You know what was kind of weird is uh, one thought shot through my mind, which is I thought she was actually going to take her own life for a second did? i did
1: because the way she was
3: looking at that blade and she was talking about it they wanted so much, us to think that they maybe they did yeah and they they made me think it you know they manipulated my thoughts so i thought she was gonna like go off somewhere and just take her own life because she was saying she was so damaged and all that but i'm glad she's taking responsibility and going another route with that so
1: and so am i so she's doing what she what what um What's the girl Ashadra should have done? Yeah. She's doing what she should have done, and which is take responsibility for your life, yourself, your freedom, and fight. And so now she's gonna be standing with Crixis and fighting. I'm so excited, I can't wait to see that. And you'll yeah, give us some fighting tips later, I'm sure. Some uh, workout tips. Yes, I will. <laughs>
3: later on we'll be giving you some gladiator workout tips. Again, okay. if you guys are watching us right now, you can uh, call in if you wanna discuss the show with us, especially to my boy uh Kevin Hotman, who tweeted at me, or uh, he actually uh, commented, he's commented on some of our uh, YouTube videos, you know, for AfterBuzzTV.com, and uh, he's had some crazy predictions. You know, he's he's uh, he's commented on some of my videos that I put up, and uh, it's it's pretty interesting. Like, he, he's predicted some stuff, too. So, uh, he's, he, you know, go ahead and call us, 424-256-1729, or you guys can tweet at us at AfterBuzzTV.
1: We would love to hear from you. So, how about some quotes that really stood out this episode. Uh, We had mentioned earlier a little bit about uh, Alithia kind of having some, I don't know if she feels remorse for her father or if she's upset because she doesn't get to um, get married now. And (laughs) I think um, she feels both. You think so? You think it's both? Um, But she said, do they punish my life or the one I plan to take? And so what she was meaning by that is, am I being punished by the gods for things that I've done in my past or for things that I was going to do? Mm Mm-hmm. And so I like like thought was was that was some self-reflection right there. Yeah,
3: and like she was going to take her baby because she didn't want to have it anymore and sever ties with Globber Yes, and all that, that could mean
1: that too. See, mm-hmm. I was thinking life like the bigger picture, but you were thinking life like what dwells within her womb. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, that's sweet. R-
1: Ronnie is right on it with our Oz. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Ronnie. Uh, you have... Okay, so turn your sets down. If you don't want your little children to hear you, You always these. have a disclaimer. <laughs> uh, you have cock to rival Jupiter himself. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that sounds like one that they have used before. Doesn't they've said, sound, "I always hear about cock every episode." They've
3: often said, "Like oh, Jupiter's cock," you know. It's just like you know, saying like "God damn it" or whatever. But uh, in this case, uh, this is what Gannicus was saying to Spartacus because he, you know, he, they're talking about what do you want to do? Right. You know, oh, you know, he wants to make Rome topple, and that's where he says, "Ah, you have a cock to rival Jupiter." So he's <laughs> like, he's just got like a big set of balls big on. Big
1: kahunas, him. pretty yeah. much, in other words. Um, you oh okay, Anomaeus taking making uh, Ganicus take responsibility. you stand only for yourself and will betray the gods to get only what he desires. Oh yes, now I like that, that one. sounds like something that should have been said to Asher, but instead it was said to Ganicus That's true because both can that can kind of be said to both of them.
3: It can be. But in this case, of course, we we obviously view Asher as being someone who is more vindictive, evil, evil, sly, a scoundrel. And that's the difference
1: between the two is that Gannicus is selfish, but he doesn't hurt other people in order to get what he wants.
3: That's very true. So, you know, in this case, actually, if you look at the two of them, there's a very thin line that they're treading on either side. It's very interesting. It is.
1: It is. And and it makes for an interesting dynamic on the show. Um, Do you have any? Give me one. one. Throw it at me.
3: Uh, This is only half of the quote, but now your breath is all that gives me life. And that was what Alithia said in that tender moment in the bath to Lucretia when she was like, before, all I wanted to do was see your neck beneath my hands, (laughs) strangling the life out of you. But now... Your breath is all that gives me love. It's
1: like a compliment follow. That was so sweet. <laughs> yes, I liked it. I wanted to kill you, but now I love you.
3: And I just loved how they're just there. You know, come on, the guy and me. Well, I am a man. I like to see two women together sometimes. Of That's and,
1: outrageous. No. Ah,
3: and it's, it's sexy to see <laughs> no, them. No, I know. I'm
1: just playing. That's In every man's bath. fantasy.
3: In the bath, man, together, topless. Oh, that was a great scene. It scenes. can be
1: sexy or it can be kind of dirty.
3: Now, <laughs> we, we know from what we've talked about. Uh, Lucy Lawless in that she finds those scenes uncomfortable but I wonder how Viva Bianca feels like this do you think she's comfortable with the nudity is she okay with it and what do you think
1: I think that you know what you're signing up for when you come onto a show like this and so if all the men especially for men if they have to bear all the women know that they're going to have to bear it all and there's not one woman on the show that hasn't so I think that as tough as it is I think you get used to it you know, but yeah. I, th- I think you just get comfortable with your body, and once you embrace yourself, it's kind of just natural. So yeah. I'm sh- I'm sh- I'm pretty sure she's not maybe enjoying herself, but it's part of the job. It comes with the gig.
3: Yeah, I think you're right. I think if I had to do that all the time, I'd I'd eventually be okay with it.
1: Right. So. And I'll it's been, be the
3: best sex you will ever have. <laughs> and and we'll talk a
1: little bit about her Gingy. a little bit later when I give her profile. But this is one of the most recognizable in America shows that she's done. So if it was between catapulting my career and having to show a little nipple, hey, I'm all in. And I'm sure that's what she was thinking. It's all good.
3: <laughs> Do you have any more quotes? I got a couple more. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, uh, I apologize. Oh, I appreciated um, Agner apologizing to Crixus. Agron, Agron, right. I, I'm sorry. I appreciate Agron apologizing to Krixis saying um, apologies. Uh, your words prove true. And um, wait, was that Agron mirror shot right through the hole of the necklace? Um, oh no! I'm sorry. Spartacus, apolog- that was Spartacus's apology ah, to Gannicus. Yes, yes, I like that one. But too. Um, but uh, Agron did apologize to Crixus also. <laughs> yeah, <but> There's words- <laughs> there was a lot of apologizing this episode. There
3: was. It's a loving atmosphere. Yeah, this, episode. this was
1: a sort of a loving episode.
3: But the words on from Agron to Crixus were not well received.
1: <laughs> right, and I think that that is such a reflection of Crixus because he's like, I will not forget what you did for me in the arena. But I will also not forget what you did and how you left Mira in that cave for an extra day, yeah, too. And yeah. now my woman is extra damaged because of you. He's probably looking to redirect his anger, too, because he can't do anything to, ah. to um, i mean, sorry, Navia. He can't do anything yeah. to Navia. And so it's as men, you guys have to take it out on somebody.
3: That's a good point. We got the little like we got the little spicy psychology going hey, on man, here. I try,
1: oh, OK. And, you know, I do have some spicy quotes. OK. There is no deeper solace for a woman than in the bosom of her own gender.
3: Ooh, i like that one and too. so
1: of course it was supposed to be that they were supposed to console each other in the moments of them lo- all losing loved ones but i feel like there's always some kind of sexual innuendo in everything that's on oh, spartacus yeah. so when i heard the word bosom <laughs> my eyes opened up wide yeah you're <laughs> making
3: me horny you're making me, horny, me horny, baby. horny baby so i got one he is a champion and a boon to your cause So, this is where Crixus was actually referring to Gannicus and he was speaking to Spartacus. So, Crixus talking to Spartacus, saying that Gannicus is worth it. You know, you can't just think that he's someone that you can disregard and he's someone that's going to turn on you. He is going to help you out, even though he's not giving you the time of day right now.
1: And this was what what, uh, Crixus, what Crixus had said mm-hmm. to Garni- to Gannicus.
3: No, he said this to Spartacus. He said this to
1: Spartacus. Oh, because I they were missed t- that part.
3: Yeah, because uh, Spartacus asked him, hey, so what do you think of this man? Right? Oh, that's yeah.
1: right. There's so much meat, and I'm taking notes, folks, while it's going on, so if I don't pause and or make Sean um, interrupt the show so that I can ask him, <laughs> it's so much. You guys probably have to stay glued to your TVs uh, like we do.
4: I want to ask you a question. A lot of TV shows these days are big <clears> on quotes. You have... Uh, Eastbound and Down. They have a Kenny Powers actual Twitter. So so does Happy Ending. Same thing. Do you think? Because you watch a lot of these shows, Marty. Do you think this show has better uh, better quotes than some of the other shows? Or do they have a Twitter page also that does that?
1: The the um, Spartacus chat room people are are re quoting the quotes, but in comparison to other television it can be used more in the sense of like other tv shows like happy endings and shameless they those can, all, be, used those more. can be used more because they're with These the common quotes tongue. are from like the roman times so it's a little bit hard this to is, is speak all, of thy bosom it's all poetic stuff <laughs> well
4: there's your challenge i want you to
1: use that right
4: what you just said
3: I'm in a start, sentence this i'm gonna
1: week. start talking a lot more eloquently because of this because of this show yeah on, <laughs> actually
3: on youtube some people commented on some of our after buzz videos for spartacus and uh, they they started putting quotes too I I saw like I love three quotes from people. It's freaking awesome.
1: I love that. Thank you guys for being involved and tuning in. So I'm gonna give my last spicy quote before we move on, and Sean may have one more. I have but one more too. All that matters is that the woman I love stands before me once again. He and that was saying to me that he doesn't care about sex. He doesn't care. This is this is um, Crixus saying mm-hmm. this to. Uh, Nivea. Yeah, and so what this meant to me was so many times in the world, whether it was back in the Roman days or modern day, men care about one thing, and that's the head below. And so (laughs) I feel like in this moment, Crixus was saying, "You know Mm -hmm. what? I'm thinking with my heart and with my mind and my spirit, and not with Mister Hoo
0: Hoo." Okay, then you can lick it off (laughs) me.
1: (laughs) And so I really appreciated that that intimate moment that they shared. He was having her back.
3: Yeah, that one was good. And I got one to wrap up the quotes from Spartacus to Gannicus. How do you top what she just said? But okay, go for it, buddy. Go for <laughs> it. Uh, I, it. I didn't
1: say I don't want to top it. It may happen. Go ahead. I got one to yes. add.
3: This is my last one. So freedom is not a stick of wood as bone to be presented to obedient dog. Mm. So, thank you That See? was pretty good yeah, though Thank you Rowdy. Yeah that one was regarding the Rudius, That wooden sword that he lost He's saying like there goes my freedom It's like dude it's not It does it, mean It's anything. a symbol but you got your freedom You know right here in your body man right. You got it in your mind and your soul
1: It's kind of like the wedding ring You know It's and a li- symbol yeah, yeah it's just it's, it's symbolic of something But hey if you don't If you still you don't have to get married with it It's just symbolic You still are married even if you don't have that peace So those people spending forty thousand dollars on rings. Hey, you don't got to. You don't have to unless you can afford it. (laughs) Spicy tip. (laughs) Like a lot of
3: these actors can.
1: Right. Exactly. And so let's move on to actor profiles because you have some information for us on uh, Glaber. We we love this guy. He's being introduced to us as a new, more serious character that we're seeing a lot more of. Who is this guy?
3: He's getting more interesting now. So this guy is Craig Parker, a.k.a. Gaius Claudius Glaber on our show Spartacus (laughs) that we love, and uh, he's actually best known for some work that I actually saw him before and and I really liked him, Lord of the Rings. He was... Wow,
1: who was he on Lord of the Rings? He was
3: Haldir the Elf, the friend, the other elf that was important aside from Orlando Bloom's character. Do you remember him? He died. Oh. He, he died in the second movie when uh, they were actually uh, the all the orc hordes and the goblins were coming in and they were they were storming Helm's Deep in the second movie.
1: See, and it's so hard to recognize people sometimes with makeup and oh, hair yeah. and wardrobe. When you're put on a different set, they recreate you. And Spartacus is great at doing that. So it would be hard for us to recognize him. We wouldn't have even known that. Thank you.
3: That's right. And then, so from uh, from 1997... Oh, while I'm actually talking about this, if uh, Ronnie could go ahead and bring up those, uh, those pictures of Globber, a.k.a. Craig Parker, the actor. So, um... <clears throat> Back in uh, 1997 to 2001, he actually played three separate characters on Xena, Warrior Princess.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. He, and now he's working again with Lucy And, Lucy and now he
3: is. Very interesting stuff. So, oh, so
1: these are my photos that um, that Ronnie pulled up.
3: Oh, and this is that new Egyptian this guy is, right This here. is
1: the, the new Egyptian that's introduced to us. We haven't quite figured out his name yet on the show because he's so new. But we know that he's a threat obviously because he's working on the wrong force and he used to be a gladiator you
3: know what's interesting is he actually looks in this picture that we're looking at right now he actually doesn't look very harmful he doesn't in the show oh my (laughs) gosh that guy was vicious
1: scary was he not we
3: can't even there's no even name for him yet like he just he's the egyptian uh, he's just the egyptian crazy assassin guy
1: and, and we're going to probably see him do a lot of damage. Those of you at, at home, you can't see who this is. But if you watch tonight's episode, because you're probably listening in um, when you download this, go on and check out New Egyptian on Spartacus. So you can check out who we're talking about. But uh, right now the photo that we're looking at is Crixus and Navia. And it just kind of is symbolic of their reunion, what I think is about to happen. We're about to see her take her power back and learn how to become a warrior, just like um, Katrina Law Mira has.
3: And they're they're going to be the next power couple on the show.
1: Right, next power couple, <laughs> like Spartacus and Mira. They're about to be the next ones.
3: So, uh, oh yeah, getting back to Craig Parker. So, okay, he was in uh, Xena. And he was also in the series from 2008 to 2010, and that was he played the main antagonist on oh, that show. Oh, that's the hardcore
1: picture that we've talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, that's an awesome sorry, picture. Sorry, these photos of the that Egyptian you guys guy. are looking at are of the Egyptian, still, <laughs> yeah. not of Craig Parker.
3: <laughs> oh, we can just
1: oh yeah, let's talk, let's go
3: move on to the next picture actually, Ronnie, and then we can see. Okay, there's Spartacus. Oh, d- spicy Mata, you wanted to say something about Spartacus? I did.
1: I felt like this photo was kind of important. I'm sorry that we're jumping around, guys, but when these ph- photos are in front of me, I have to comment on them. And I think that Liam McIntyre is great, and I appreciate the work that he's done on the show. I think that it's really hard, choose to fail, but he is do- doing an amazing job at it, and going through rigorous training. But unfortunately, his body
3: <laughs> is does not still chill.
1: not up to what the original Spartacus's body was. No,
3: he he could be buff, you know, he could be strong. He does great in the battle sequences, but he it's, does. But visually, it's not very stunning.
1: And I think that just with a little bit more of those workouts that you'll tell us about later, <laughs> if That's he just right. keeps at it, he's going to get there. But right now we see a little bit, like a little chest. We need more pecs we and do. more biceps and everything else. At his six pack, I feel like they're trying to trick us in this photo and cover up his stomach.
3: With some date.
1: With like a little, well, I feel like they put like a little turp around his oh, waist. Oh, the, the loin like cloth. The little, yeah, the loincloth. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and they, and they set it very high so that we don't see all the abage going That's
3: on. That's right. They sure do.
1: Okay, so finish telling us about Craig so that I can talk about uh, Bianca.
3: Okay, so he was uh, he was actually the main antagonist in that series called Legend of the Seeker called uh, and his character's name was Dark and Rawl. Very interesting name. So uh, what's interesting too about the Xena series is that Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert, they're both executive producers on Xena, and they are for they are for Spartacus as well. So oh, that's pretty interesting that is stuff. really cool. And they were for Legend of the Seeker. <laughs>
1: um, we have Ronnie flipping photos um, for us that we're not. Um, sorry, guys. We're teasing <laughs> you with all of our photos. And um, we're still talking about character no, 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 bios. No,
4: no, no, no. no, no. Trust, <laughs> trust me. The, the, the one shot is on each of you. So really, don't worry about it <laughs> oh, until you guys okay. communicate with I'm me. I'm sorry. I
1: thought it was on, it was on our photos. Because
4: to be real, y'all got to put an order down and then we could uh, make it happen for you. But you just yeah. tell me what picture you want to
3: see okay. and we'll go find okay. it. So, so it'll be that simple.
1: Okay. So that was interesting news so that I you got I,
3: I just wrapped up with Craig Parker. You shoot. Okay,
1: and so the other character that is... Uh, Craig Parker is also GLABA's wife, is Viva Bianca. And this is somebody who we're not as familiar with because she is an Australian actress. And she graduated from the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts. So she trained over in Australia as well. But we are now seeing her for the first time in America on Spartacus. But she's done plays before, um, and she's also been in Eugenie Sandler, P.I., Martial Law, All Saints, and The Strip. And so um, these are different TV series that we've— recognize her in if you ever get a chance to watch um, Australia TV. But she's also been in Accidents Happen and Bad Bush. And so those are two films that she was in. But for the first time, Spartacus is where I think that a lot of actors are getting a lot of notoriety from. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a huge show, and it's blowing up like crazy, that now us Americans are like running into them at, what, coffee shops and stuff? That's right. And
3: <laughs> this is very interesting news and gossip yes. here. With uh, Nick Tarabay, a.k.a. Asher, and Manu Bennett, who's Crixis. So they were having lunch yesterday, and this is what Manu Bennett tweeted. They were having lunch yesterday on Melrose, and according to his tweet, Nick was recognized, so... Asher was recognized as being on the show, but they actually thought that uh, Nick, um, they thought, excuse me, they thought that Manu Bennett was a Zumba guy.
1: That he, is hilarious. So they
3: thought he was actually this guy who does, like, I guess he trains in the Zumba classes? Zumba or is he, like a
1: workout video that you can order online or um, there's infomercials for it, but it's supposed to be like a dance workout. So that means they mistook him for this dancer guy that does the Zumba videos there. Yeah. Is that and,
3: your phone over there buzzing? Oh, yeah, I that hear is, that thing.
1: <laughs> it's um I think it's a uh, caller right now, no. <laughs> but Ronnie, do you have a photo of that Zumba that you can pull up for us so that we can compare the two? It's um the Zumba, the Zumba there dancer. There we go.
3: So this guy right here wearing the white, you guys can just type in Zumba guy on Bing and just bing that thing, and then you can find that this dude, he kinda actually looks like him in the face a little he bit. He does
1: a little bit, but they mistook him for Manu Bennett. They did. That is so crazy it's so, to me. So
3: so hilarious, I mean, man. I don't
1: see the tan going on. Maybe no. looks a little bit bigger, but I can see why they would have thought that maybe in the face. I sometimes get mistaken for the Zumba girl.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. The one on Just all the like, I've seen her. You also life. get mistaken for Adrian Bailon
1: I from the, the Cheetah the Girls. Oh, and oh, Jennifer oh, Lopez, right. there you that's go. That's true. Don't forget my girl JLo.
3: <laughs> so there's so many, yeah, so much crazy news and gossip, man. Like Spartacus actually uh Spartacus stars on their Twitter. They actually gave away 5 DVD sets yesterday. I love that. Yeah, for Blood and Sand. So they said anybody who's reading this right now, the next 5 people to retweet it, you get the DVD sets. You get like the one each. So it's pretty crazy
4: stuff, that's man. That's pretty awesome. Hey, We're Sean, gonna start were, were we going to take a look at Leslie at all and, and wrap up the photos or what's the deal here
3: um, Yeah we are So let's go ahead and uh, go over to that Photo of her yes so uh, We got Leslie Ann Brandt And she was actually the previous Navia So what's actually a uh, kind of juicy gossip about her is that she's actually in this, uh, she's moved on, and she's doing other projects now. We miss
1: her, though. I love the old
3: Oh, yeah. I miss her, too. And look at her. She's beautiful. So, interesting about this picture. I was studying her website today, and look at what's tattooed right there on her back do you kind of see that a that bit? looks
1: like the mark
3: the mark of the domino so interesting did she have that t- tattoo before did they make it a part of the show
1: i think they incorporated it i think Spartacus so too. is very tricky tricky mm-hmm. i think they use what they've got in order to make the best episodes possible and so it was probably easier to create that and turn that tattoo into something on her back than it would be to make her remove it or cover it up with makeup
3: yeah very true and actually i think in real life Nick e. terabay Asher, he has a tattoo there. That's why they cover up with a burn mark, and they incorporated that into I love the story, it. That's too. That's
1: some great makeup work. Because
3: I've seen some other photos of him when he's on, he was on a different Starz original show called Crash, and he actually has this big, huge, tribal-looking tattoo there.
1: That's awesome. So they cover that thing up pretty good. They're great. I mean, the Spartacus, I I would love to shake the hands of the makeup artists, the designers, the set designers, art directors, everything. They've gotten on point. Absolutely. One thing before we start going into more news and gossip is that we should take a commercial break. That's That's one thing we haven't done.
3: Let's go ahead and do that, Ronnie.
1: Is that no? A, oh, oh okay. that's a no on We were not. just okay. playing about that commercial break. Yeah. So, guys, um, I am going to go into more news and gossip then. And I'm going to give you a little bit of information from tvguide.com on an interview that they did with Katrina Law, who you know as our Mira. And so she gave an interview and she was explaining that she loves the fact that now she is being able to be not violent but an aggressive woman on the show and that she's training like you've told us before just as hard as the guys but that also she's suffering for it as well and the she's training sore each yeah day. she's getting um planter Fasciitis oh, no. and fat pad syndrome. <laughs> oh my god! And she's she's getting she's getting pretty pretty battered over there. It's ongoing injuries that she's doing because she's doing her own stunts. If wow. you saw that jump where she um, stabbed and jumped at the same time, they're calling it the squirrel jump. <laughs> oh my god! But gosh. she jumped yeah, in the I know air, that one. yeah, and that was considered the most unsexiest jump on the show ever, but the most brutal. Mm-hmm. She did that stunt herself.
3: Wow! Isn't that amazing? That is really amazing, and actually. Uh, regarding the stunts and the training that they have to do, because uh, we're running out of time right now. Yes. Maybe, sorry uh, guys. Maybe we have so much information. Ronnie can just go ahead and bring up
4: that uh, little clip that's on my that's on my blog right there regarding. Okay, check this out. We're going to do a commercial, oh, and then we'll get to it commercial. together, and oh. then we'll be all good, and then just really rock it out together.
2: Here awesome. We go. Thank you, Ronnie. After Buzz <laughs> TV. I mean, Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows, and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz
3: about? Spicy, what do you want to buzz about? I
1: know. I'm sorry, guys. This has been such a juicy episode, and we've been kind of crazy all over the place. But you guys are still getting lots of love from us, all you Spartacus fans. And to wrap up our news and gossip before we go into the workout information, um, Brett Tucker, who is Varenius who we didn't get to see on today's episode, he is now going to be on ABC's Castle. He's going to be making a guest appearance. Oh. So we get to see one of our Spartacus loves cross over to another show. So stay tuned for that, guys, um, so that you can get to see him. In another role, which he is going to be uh, having an American accent.
3: Oh, that's going to be very yeah, that's going to be pretty to cool, is right? Right yep. on.
1: So let's go into your workout plans, the Spartacus workout plans. That's
3: right. It that says so, uh,
1: it's damaging Katrina's body. Yeah.
2: <laughs> go. Oh this is wow! One
1: big choreographed violent. So dance. right.
3: Yeah, this is a, this is a really good video. I use oh, this. I look at this at, at least once a week. <laughs> I look at this video.
1: The Vengeance Workout.
5: I play Spartacus in Spartacus Vengeance. And uh, today we're just going through some of the gladiator stuff we did for our boot camp training before the show. They said if you want this role, you're going to have to harden up. The wow. hardest part is the first couple of weeks where your body isn't used to it. But once you start realizing you can conquer that sort of thing, if you're really good about yourself. It's a completely looks
2: different good here. type yes.
3: of fitness. You're doing fight sequences that may take about eight hours to film. You have to be able to do it keep that energy up the whole time
1: you're throwing sledgehammers around and you're doing plyometrics and strength training and cardio all at the same time so it makes it really interesting and fun like teamwork
5: <laughs> sexuality <laughs> <laughs> awesome. into something like this it just comes down to committing to it cuz on a on a regular boot camp day you'd go through a really high intensity warm-up then you stretch a little bit just to protect yourself and then you go through two 40-minute workouts which are these gladiator circuit style things it's the fact that it just doesn't stop that's probably the most challenging part i really think that is the
0: basis of what we're doing here is we're trying to build a team spirit i've never been in that sort of training environment before where it's team training it certainly encourages you to to just give you all, it was incredible. You've
5: got to eat really, really well. Uh, not particularly interesting, but very effective diet. I start my day with a protein shake, which is um, sort of carb loaded, then a chicken or beef, very clean with vegetables. And that's pretty much every day. The circle of death actually is my favorite experience in that whole boot camp scenario. It started off being something I dreaded the most because it just seemed so impossible. See, it's all about helping each other get through stuff that is really, 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 really physically intensive. No, he but he looks
4: really
3: fit
5: so it's here, actually. Not only he a great workout, it's also Not a buff, team but fit. Exercise. How do you
4: feel? I busted. It's so how yeah. I feel? You look
5: fantastic. If you want to become a future gladiator on this program, if just just know that you can do it. The results don't come instantly, and the workout at the start is really hard. If you've made a commitment to yourself, honor that commitment and just keep doing it.
1: It's just that easy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Pass out, time. I love it.
1: I love it. So,
3: they do four hours of that each day.
1: That is Benoodles.
3: Thank you, Ronnie, for bringing we up that video. I appreciate
1: that so much. Um, that it's kind of tough over here to just bring up footage and show photos, but Ronnie's been on it. So, kudos to Ronnie. Thank you very much back there, giving us everything we need. But this video. I'm wondering if uh, Katrina Law is working out so hard because she's going to have a female on action kissing scene. We're going to, that's a spoiler alert.
3: I want to see that. We're going
1: to see Ellen Holman introduced onto the show as Saxon. So that's just for you, Spartacus fans, to know. We will see Katrina Law, Mira, kissing some uh, one on woman content going on.
3: I want to see this. Your
1: wish is going to come true.
3: So, um,.
1: But yeah, I think so we've I think we've covered it just as much as we can and in this hour.
3: <laughs> are we gonna wrap up with predictions?
1: Let's do that, because I definitely gave a spoiler alert Because I kinda knew it's gonna happen. You're after Buzz T V
3: Predictions. Okay. So predictions what's gonna be happening next time spicy
1: i still think that we're gonna see hopefully if not this next episode the one after that um Alithia give birth to this baby
3: oh no that's soon yeah
1: I, i'm hoping because she's getting kind of big i think they're trying to show her us that her pregnancy is progressing rather fast because it would be amazing for them to be able to show us and her with baby and now she's not needed anymore and she's more disposable now to glabber okay so i would love to see that
3: well, uh, I'm kind of dry. That that trailer that they showed didn't really show me that they much. They
1: didn't give us some, any juice. This no, episode is no. what's going to happen.
3: But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that these mercenaries, this band that uh, Asher has gotten together, is going to kick some butt. They're going to kill some gladiators. They're going to kill some rebels. And yeah. I think we're going to lose some important people coming up in the no, next couple episodes. It, and we're on episode six right now. Did you know that there's only four left?
1: I'm not ready. I can't wow. do this. There's I can't. only
3: four left. And th- that was actually tweeted by Stephen tonight just a couple days ago. He said there's four. So there's 10. There's not 13 like the first season. There's only 10. Are we
1: getting gypped? Or are they just... They, but they, I mean, they need to start shooting again. So yeah. aren't they shooting in April? Yeah, that's yeah. right.
3: They're going to be shooting again in April, which is pretty cool. So we're looking forward. We know that there's going to be a next season Okay, coming. I guess
1: I can wait. I have no choice. But we appreciate you guys tuning in. And that is our Spartacus Vengeance Episode 6 Chosen Path episode. So if you guys are smart, you will choose the right path. And make sure you tune in next Friday at 8 p.m. to watch us give our review on Spartacus Vengeance.
3: That's right, and you can always hit us up at Afterbuzz TV and check out the website, afterbuzzTV.com.
1: And you can also follow us on Twitter if you have any commentary on today's episode of AfterBuzz TV, Spartacus Vengeance. You can follow me on Twitter at spicy s p i c y underscore mari m a r i.
3: And you can follow me at the Sean Overman. And we'll see you guys next time.
1: All righty, and big big thank you to Ronnie Jr. in the background there. Woo, working we love, hard. We love him to death. He did a fabulous job this episode. Thank you,
0: Ronnie. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.